War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle Spot number 159. It is Tuesday, September 27th. It is 89 degrees. Feels like fall. And it's about 5 o'clock. This Bloggle Spot is brought to you by Anders Bookstore. If you love Auburn, think Anders. So it's been a few days since I did the Bloggle Spot. I didn't do one Friday working and getting ready for tailgate. Didn't do one after the game because I was tired. Didn't do one Sunday because I don't know. Didn't do one yesterday. I don't know why. But a lot has happened. A ton has happened in those four or five days where I was lazy. Let's see what has happened. Well, Auburn beat LSU. We knew that. Um, a photographer got kicked in the face with a ball. Uh, Les Miles was fired. And one of the tumor shirts was lit on fire by a German nationalist living in Opelika, or where he works in Opelika, he lives in Auburn, he, he's still in jail by the way. Um, so let's let's start from the beginning there, we'll kind of end with Malzahn's um, uh, press conference today. Uh, first off, baby, uh, baby Blogger wants to say that, wants me to say that he is in the car with me today, I've just picked him up from a nice little after school program in Auburn, and who is your teacher? Gabe Gross. Gabe Gross, Auburn legend, is his teacher. But anyway, um, so Friday, nothing. Friday was pregame. Saturday, um, a coach, a former Auburn offensive coordinator that was fired by Pat Dye, I believe, and was also fired from his post at Arkansas, uh, two games into his season for losing to Citadel, um, and who has re semi-recently been uh, put on various Auburn, independent Auburn talk shows, things like that, and is currently a consultant for UAB, started spouting out things on Twitter, basically saying that, basically before anybody else knew that Rhett Lashley was going to be calling the plays, which was a coward move by Gus, because he was basically making Rhett the scapegoat. If the season tanked, he could blame it on Rhett. And he would have never done any of that kind of stuff and whatever. Well, it did turn out that it, that was true. Brett was calling the plays. He did call the plays. And guess what? Auburn won. The last time I specifically know that Brett was calling the plays, because Gus told us, was the Texas A&M game last year. And guess what? We won. Um, so, aside from what Jack Crow, oops, I said his name, wants you to think, or aside from what he thinks he knows from people in the in the back rooms trying to make changes with their m money um, he was right about that he knew that that Brett was gonna be calling the place and you could tell from and that was that news came out later uh, the beat reporters picked up on it or whatever and and found out that it was true and you could see it from the game Gus was standing about 20 yards away obviously he can hear the plays if he hears Rhett call a zone read on third and nine um, he's probably going to jump in there and say no don't do that but you could tell that he was much more relaxed and was kind of just being a head coach and I'll jump all the way to the press conference today skipping a few things but I'll come back to it um, where Gus just pretty much said Rhett's going to call the plays from here on out I was much more relaxed in the game I'm not 
coaching angry. I'm not worried about the next play as much because Gus is a perfectionist. He's a wizard, he's a guru, and he's a perfectionist. Now, a lot of people have, over during some of these losses this year, have said, if you're the self-proclaimed guru of an offense and you can't score points, you don't need to get paid. Well, first of all, he never said he was a guru. You made that up. The media made that up. He has been a guru. Th things were not as great as they needed to be because of execution, which hindered play calling and is still hindering play calling. You want to know why Oliver's not throwing the ball deep? Look how much time Sean White has to look for some for the ball to go for a receiver to get deep. But anyway, we're not going to get into that dumb argument today. Um, so Gus basically, I mean, even this press conference, all the media, they were like, who is this guy? This guy is so relaxed. He's fun. He laughed. I mean, he, the room, he kind of didn't really make a joke, but just kind of said something funny at the very end of the press conference. And the room erupted with laughter. So, I don't know. that The media has not loved Gus because he doesn't give them anything, because it's not his job to give them anything. But it is always good if the media likes you. As stupid as that is, it's always good if the media likes you. Now, there's always going to be that one. And you know who it is. It's always going to ask the tough questions when they shouldn't be asked. Like it's his job to make the room go tense. But, it, you know, if he's laid back and answers questions more openly, um, he can win over the media a little bit more. Now, they don't hate him, but there's just a lot of people that don't give him the benefit of the doubt and they think he's lying to them all the time or just not telling the whole truth. We'll see how that goes from now. It's amazing what winning a football game does, right? So, um, after the game, I don't go to Tumors a ton because I usually go back to the tailgate. People come to, there's a lot of people that usually come back to the tailgate and hang out until traffic clears out. So I don't always go to Tumors. I, got, I might go twice a year. 2013, I think I went to Georgia and Alabama game. I maybe went once last year. No, I didn't because we went, didn't win an SEC home game. Um, I don't know. I rarely go. But this time, Baby Bloggle and Baby Bloggle 2, who was a champ, trooper, watching his shows on his own beautiful Bloggle's iPhone during the game, when he heard something about throwing the white stuff on the trees, he all of a sudden perked up and wanted to go. So, luckily, with Auburn winning, as they rightfully should have before any of the mayhem and madness that happened on the last play did happen, um, we went to Tumors. And as always, you get about halfway there and you're like, is this really worth it? I mean, I'll be brutally honest. I know we love Tumors Corner. I do. It's fun. I work right by it. But in terms of getting to it after a big win, it's a 20-minute walk. Easily. Especially with a lot of people. Especially with some kids around you. It's a long walk. I mean, it really is. Maybe even more than 20 minutes. And you just got done tailgating and going to a game all day. It's tough. I mean, I honestly... I remember when the trees were, were poisoned and they were going to have to take them down. I said, why not roll the big trees right there where Tiger Walk is, right at that corner. That way the players can come out and do it too. And I know, oh, I was going to say I know that area is busy, but it's not as busy as the main intersection of downtown Auburn. I mean, that would be a much easier and more fun way to do it. Uh, but I don't know. I guess you've got to have referees. I don't know. It could be done. Um, 
So, I don't know. But, as you know, we I got there. We could not move. What'd you think about it, baby blogger, once we got the tumors? tired of walking. Yeah, and how about how crowded it was? Like a thousand people went to it. Like 20,000. You could not move. Um, I don't know where all the toilet paper comes from, honestly. I saw two kids trying to sell some, which yay capitalism, but um, just crowded, hot. It was one of the most steamy, hot days of, of the year. But anyway, so about, you know, we leave. We get the tailgate broken down. I get home. I get in bed. And as soon as I get in bed, about 12.30, I start seeing the tweets of that a drunk person accidentally was waving a match around and caught the trees on fire. Well, then somebody sent me video from the tumors uh, webcam. Nope, there was a guy standing there lighting it. And he tries to get away. Then there's another video of a girl trying to get get him. And then, then there's video of the, the fire department coming down there and spraying it down. And, of course, I tweet that out, and there's, there's of course, there were some LSU fans, there were some Alabama fans, there was a, some reason a South Carolina fan uh, that, of course, have to say, well, you're already killing the trees by throwing it on there anyway, so who cares? So those are great people. Uh, but, you know, it. I'm honestly surprised that Auburn let us roll the trees this early, aside from the fire, because, I mean, they're not... I mean, one of them looks, still looks like it might not even make it anyway. It's, the leaves aren't, they aren't fully growing. The, the ones that are, they're small, they're brown. They do say that the tree that got burnt, which it, I know it, it looked terrible. It was terrible, but most of it, have you ever burned a Christmas tree? It's one of the coolest things in the world because it burns huge and fast. It looked like that because the toilet paper burnt, burns huge and fast. And so, yes, the tree caught on fire, but it was mainly the amount of toilet paper. So it probably looked worse than it actually was. They don't know if it's gonna, they said, they said the leaves are probably gonna all fall off and it may not really look like, it may not really regrow until next year. Uh, but there will be parts of the trunk and stuff that'll be burnt for a while, I'm assuming. Um, and there were some people that were trying to act like it wasn't a huge deal because this is about the eighth time the tree's ever been lit on fire. Well, number one, these trees have never been lit on fire. They were fragile to begin with. And rolling just came back the Arkansas State game. This was the second time they've ever been, ever been rolled. So it's a little bit bigger deal because it's the new trees. It's first time in a year, over a year, that we can roll them. Um, and I don't think any of them were burnt like this. I think, I want, want to say after the Georgia game one year, there was a tiny fire at the trunk of one, at the root of one, the foot of one, whatever you want to call it. Um, but nothing like this. I mean, yes, social media, it makes everything visible now and bigger and viral and everything. But this was a bigger deal than, oh, another one of the eight times that the trees have tried to bid lit on fire. So... They're not going to let Auburn roll the tree. They're asking Auburn fans not to roll the trees this weekend. Not to roll that tree. You can roll the other tree. You can roll all the other big trees, which apparently they are letting people do. Remember, they came up with the awful slogan for many reasons, two trees, one tradition. And that was basically just saying don't roll the little trees that they just planted along the sidewalk. Uh, but now they've appeared to just basically say just don't roll those little ones. 
Now don't roll the other one that got burnt, but roll everything else, which is what people started to do last year anyway when they couldn't roll the big ones. Um, so, whatever. Les Miles is gone. I, I don't hate Les Miles. He had an 8-4 record against Auburn, so it's not like it was always great against him, but most of the times, it, other than maybe two times, it was always a crazy game, and you didn't really like him for the next few days, but he was not a bad coach. Uh, he just didn't want to get rid of his uh, boring style of offense that even Alabama has changed. He runs basically the pro-style I-formation. Here's Leonard Fournette up the middle, which only worked about three or four times in the game. He did break a few tackles. He hit. He did have two or three really long runs. Uh, but other than that, they have no passing game. They rarely do. Um, and so they let him go. They didn't want him... I mean, they probably would have won four or five more games this year, maybe even more than that, probably more than that. They wouldn't have beaten Alabama. They might have beaten everybody else. Uh, but they wanted to fire him last year. It was going to take a huge season this year to keep him, and he's kind of already ruined it. It's the first time they've ever – they've had two losses in September in years. So they didn't want to give him the chance to turn it around and – rallied the troops again, kind of like he did last year. So they said, well, let's just get it over with now. Um, and no idea who's going to be the coach. We know it's Coach Orgeron. We don't care. We don't play him again. So that was a long, eventful weekend. One of the craziest ever. Go check out my post. I kind of, it's probably the second post on the site, just called, you know, something about it being weird. Um, I tried to pull together the whole day kind of through social media, all the tweets and posts and Instagrams of every weird thing that happened that day. Carl Malone was in town. Mark Cuban was in town. Bill Simmons, Chris Saka, just all these weird people in town for various reasons. But Auburn's 2-2. Two two. They have Louisiana Monroe. We'll get to them tomorrow or later this week. That's it. Baby Vlogo, you have anything to say? War Eagle and go Tigers. All right. And he needs to get on his baby boggle spots again, doesn't he? Yep. Have it done one in like eight or nine oh, weeks. No, you need to get on it. All right. Boggle spot number 159. Done. War Eagle.